Hello, everyone, and welcome to At The Bar, where we discuss issues at the intersection of law, politics, and culture. I'm Jennifer Braceros with Independent Women's Law Center. And I'm Inez Stepman with Independent Women's Forum. And today we are really pleased to be able to talk to Representative Debbie Lesko. Um, since 2018, Representative Lesko has represented um, Arizona's 8th Congressional District. And in the 116th Congress, she served on the House Judiciary, House Rules, and House Homeland Security Committees, um, and also served as the co-chair for the Congressional Caucus for Women's Issues, which um, I, I think uh, is not limited to what the left would would call, quote unquote, women's issues, which I think is something that uh, IW really shares with you, uh, Congresswoman, that we, we think that actually, you know, there's a lot of issues that impact women and not just a couple, but the left like to to uh, to sort of flagellate on. But um, so she is also in the 117th Congress. She was appointed to serve as assistant whip. Um, she also serves as a co-chair of the Women's STEM Caucus, Women in STEM Caucus. And prior to entering Congress, Representative Lesko represented, um, served for nine years in the Arizona legislature, six years in the House and three years in the state Senate uh, in that that important and wonderful state of Arizona. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Congresswoman, for joining us at the bar. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. And I liked your music intro. It pumped me up a little bit. <laughs> um, so you recently introduced a bicameral resolution um, establishing a women's bill of rights to reaffirm legal protections afforded to women under federal law, um, which was based on model legislation drafted by Independent Women's Law Center, hat tip to Jennifer over there, um, and Independent Women's Voice. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about you know what that resolution is, what it does, and why you think that it was actually necessary? Yeah, don't we live in sad times that we actually have to introduce a legislation uh, to define what a woman is? But that's what it's come to. I mean, some of these people on the radical left can't even define what a woman is. When uh, the Supreme Court justice nominee was asked, can you define what a woman is? She's like, no, I'm not a biologist. Give me a break. Everybody knows what a woman is, okay? It's like, we, you don't have to be a rocket scientist. And the left and the Democrats always say, follow the science. Well, follow the science, everyone. Uh, a woman is a woman and a man is a man, and there is a difference. And so I felt it very important during these crazy times when people can't even define what a woman and what a man is, is to put it in law, federal law, so that there's no question what a woman is and what a man is. And so we just spell it out. We, you know, Now, if people want to identify as something else, that's up to them, right? We're not discriminating against anybody. We're just saying in federal and state law, this is the definition of woman and this is a definition of man. And it's important in every facet of our life. I mean, look at the uh, sports now, right? There's no more women's sports. There's no more girl sports. It's either co-ed or men which is really unfair to all of the women out there. And that's why this legislation is important. And um, that's why I'm sponsored it. I think you make an important point that, you know, it's a free country, as my kids like to say, right? And, and in this country, you can identify as whatever you want. Nobody's stopping you. But identity is a very different concept than biological sex. Um, and, you know, the vast majority of Americans in this country understand that a woman is an adult human female. 
a girl is a human female who has not yet reached adulthood. And that's these are obvious concepts, but um, the gender ideologues want to redefine those terms and make them subjective. Um, you mentioned sports. That's certainly one of the most obvious negative consequences of this sort of subjective redefining of basic scientific terms. Um, but what are some of the other negative effects that, that this redefinition of language can have on our policies and on, on life? Well, it affects every aspect of our life. And I remember last year or maybe the year before when the Violence Against Women Act and the Equality Act were being passed, and I voted against both of those um, because there are things in it that uh, confuse the gender and have the government mandate that uh, men and boys be allowed in women's spaces. And let's talk about uh, our kids in the in schools uh, i do not want the government mandating that schools have to allow uh, boys and men into the girls bathroom or girls locker room that is one example and schools if the government forces them to do this as they are trying to do and the equality act uh, tries to have them do then and everything is up for games. I mean, everything is undefined. How is a school like if a boy all of a sudden one day says, I identify as a woman, uh, the school would have to be allowed to uh, have the boy who still looks like a boy, who still has the boy uh, body parts uh, into a woman's uh, locker room, shower. I'm sorry, I want to protect girls and women. And that's why we need to protect girl and women. Uh, and we need to, that's what the bill is all about. Now, let me give you another example. This is already happening, not only in our schools, but in the prisons, uh, where they are forcing, I guess, the prisons to accept men into women spaces for prisons, because they identify as a woman. Now, this is not somebody that has done a sex change or has gone to, you know, counseling and, you know, they're transitioning or anything like that. They just simply identify. Uh, there's no time limit on it that they have to have identified for a year or two. They can say, I am a woman today and then go into a woman's only prison and rape a woman. And guess what? That's happened. That's why this is important. This is insanity uh, that we are just now saying that women uh, are the same exactly as men. They are not. They are different. They're scientifically, biologically different. And we have to define that in federal law because the radical left and the Democrats are trying to confuse it all. Um. You know, so so as I'm sure you know, the Biden administration is now moving to um, is a pen potentially going to be releasing some regulations that redefine for federal civil rights law uh, for Title IX, redefine sex to include gender identity. So um, could you explain why uh, something like this in Congress or at the state level, you know, how defining woman in federal law would 
interact with or override some of the Biden changes? Because um, those changes do all the things you just listed, Congresswoman. They, you know, they, they at least within the ones that are within the sphere of education systems, right? So it forces public schools to uh, uh, allow boys who identify as girls to to participate on women's sports teams. Allow um, allows them a right into women's locker rooms. Um, all of those things that you just listed with regard to schools. Uh, that's that's what the Biden administration is going to attempt to do through regulatory, um, you know, regulatory moves through the through the administrative state. Yeah, you know, the the Biden administration, the Democrats just believe in this stuff and, it, and it's radical, absolutely radical that we would subject our teenage uh, daughters and granddaughters to have boys, teenage boys in women locker rooms and showers. That is awful. I just think of the risks that are there. You know, I don't know what's going to happen if, you know, everybody's going to just start pulling their kids out of public schools, I think, because that is a risk to a girl. When we heard from uh, what happened in Virginia, where this man's daughter was sexually um, um, molested by a guy identifying as a woman. We cannot let this happen. We have to protect our daughters, our granddaughters. We've, the, the left is eliminating women's rights, women's rights that we have fought for for years. They're eliminating them. And you know the world is upside down when in Judiciary Committee, I think it was maybe last year or the year before, um, the Republican witness uh, was a Democrat uh, feminist lesbian who said, stop taking away women's spaces. Stop taking away women's spaces because these leftists booted her out. She was on a board, an LGBT board, um, and they booted her off because she had the audacity of saying, wait a second, guys shouldn't be allowed in women's spaces. We fought too long for our rights. And, and she was booted off of the board because she wasn't radical enough. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because the left, you know, likes to describe it as, um, simply wanting to protect trans kids. And the reality is that there was no indication that schools weren't already doing that in terms of, you know, providing single single stall bathrooms for people who wanted privacy, whether it was because they were trans or for some other reason. And so, you know, schools were trying to accommodate kids who were different or kids who had privacy issues that needed that private space but they were doing it without infringing on the rights of women. And that wasn't good enough for the left, right? Accommodating kids who are different wasn't good enough. They needed to make sure that, that, you know, we accept trans women as women and therefore they get to come into female spaces. And that's just not, you know, you talk about trying to find compromises and you talk about conservatism, small C, like letting local communities figure out solutions, a way to ways to accommodate people. That's the way things should be done, not by by forcing 
things on other people and by giving one set of people rights by taking them away from another group of people. It seems to not actually make any sense to me at all. Well, I, it doesn't make sense to me at all either. And, I, and I'm trying to understand it. I met with a constituent um, probably for two hours who was identified as a woman. It was a male who identified as a woman, an adult. And we actually agreed on um, a lot of things in that it's not, I, I told um, her that what, it can be abused, right? So somebody, let's say you're a teenage boy, all right? I mean, it, it, you don't have to be a rocking scientist uh, to think that, boy, a teenage boy might abuse this whole thing. And even if they aren't transgender, they might say, hey, I identify as a woman so they can get into the teenage girl's locker room and showers. I mean, this is, there's no uh, time limit. They don't even have to go to a doctor and say, okay, they have transitioned over to a different sex. And therefore, you know, I uh, deem them to be transgender or something. They can switch every minute if they want to. And, and that's just, you know, the person I met with agreed with me. There should be some kind of guidelines and certainly not take away the rights of women. I mean, we don't want to discriminate against anybody. Nobody does. But you should not put the rights of transgenders over the rights of women. That's wrong. Um, I mean, I guess the argument would be, right, uh, that that all these these forms, these are all forms that in fact, if, if you acknowledge that there's any biological differences at all between the sexes, that that itself is, is a form of discrimination. And I guess I, I'm not wholly uh, insensible or, or wholly like um, sort of, uh, uh, like, I, I don't think that argument is wholly wrong because it is a form of discrimination. We use that word a lot, especially here on, on at the bar, right? Um, at, in the Under the law, there are all kinds of discriminations that are allowed every single day. I mean, um, you can you can hire someone uh, by discriminating against people who are worse at math, for example, for, for the engineering position, right? There are only certain instances in which we as a society have said, okay, discrimination, this kind of discrimination is not only, you know, um, not appropriate because it's not based on some underlying reality, but it, it is actually, we're going to go ahead and bar it by law. Of course, the most famous example is race um, because we, we've determined that there is no difference uh, between the races that is, is applicable or relevant, for example, to who you hire to be a chemist or something like that, right? Um, the problem here is sex as a biological criterion is completely relevant to whether or not, for example, you are admitted to the women's locker room, whether or not you're um, admitted to a, a jail, right, um, or, or prison on the basis of sex, whether whether we house you with women or men. Like these, these are, are cases where underlying biological sex is actually incredibly relevant, Um and, uh, you know, the thing is, is that I do believe most Democrats know what a woman and a man is, but they're afraid to say it or something. I don't know. I don't understand it because, for instance, let's say on pro-life versus pro-abortion issues, um, now that the draft um, 
decision on Roe versus Wade has come out, all of these groups are saying you're taking away women's choice, right? Well, they seem to know what a woman is when it comes to that, but they don't seem to know what a woman is uh, in other instances. And so it, it it's very hypocritical uh, that they can't even define what a woman is. And when the Democrat witness um, went in front of Congress and was asked, can a man have an abortion? And the Democrat witness said, yes, a man can have an abortion. And, and everybody at the face of it just thinks that's nuts. Okay, it's just, I don't know how else to say it. It's insanity what is going on in our country. It's kind of like saying that the sky is not blue, you know, but they're all trying to convince us that the sky is red or, or you know, orange or whatever color when we all can see it with our eyes and every once in a while the democrats slip up like on this um you know pro-abortion issues they go you can't take away a woman's right to choose oh I, I i thought you forgot what a woman was they know what a woman is you know but apparently they won't fess up to it i it's very confusing it's crazy and uh you know we just can't let it happen and that's why I introduced this legislation. So at least in law, in federal and state law, we define what a woman is, we define what a man is, so that men aren't going in women's places. What kind of response have you had to the resolution? I know you had a, a number of, of co-sponsors. What have you heard from your colleagues um, across the aisle or within, within the Republican Party um, about, about this resolution? Well, you know, the people that agree with us are, you know, reach out and say, that's great. Most people say, I can't believe you even had to do legislation to define what a woman is. We've come to the, they all think that the world has gone crazy, that we have to have legislation to define what a woman is when everybody knows what a woman is, right? Everybody knows what a woman is. Everybody knows what a man is. Um, and yet, for some reason, the left has says they don't know what it is that, you know, you can identify as this or that or whatever. They don't seem to know the definition anymore. So most people are just like, wow, that's great. But it's crazy that we live in a world that you even have to do that. Um, well, I think know, the reason that you do ahead. have to do it is because, you know, we have we have a government where there are so many unelected bureaucrats and unelected judges that have the power to reinterpret words. So when you members of Congress write laws, there's an assumption that the words mean what they say they mean. And then they get the laws get into the hands of these unelected judges or bureaucrats, and they decide, as you said, that you know actually blue means green, right? So it seems that, that not only in the realm of sex, but in lots of areas, Congress it needs to now assert itself strongly and and define very very clearly what even basic words mean. Yeah, I I think you're right. I think you're definitely right on that. Um, but you asked me how people are reacting. Of course, people from the left, you know, think it's terrible. They think I'm discriminating. They think I'm you know from the Stone Age or something. But the, I would say 
that the vast majority of people know the difference between a man and a woman, and they are on my side on this issue. Like, let's define what a man and a woman is. Um, what has the response been uh, from other, because you mentioned so many people are, are just afraid to speak some of these really basic truths, right? Um, you know, what, what has the response been from even folks on your own side? Have they been willing to, you know, co-sponsor this legislation with you or, or just other, you know, anything else? Are they supportive of the concept of actually defining woman and man in, in federal law? Or have you found that even on your side of the aisle, there are folks that are um, sort of reluctant to take this issue on? Oh, there's definitely people on, on the Republican side of the aisle that are reluctant to take it on. And I'm usually, I'm a congresswoman, whether it was in the state legislature or now in Congress, is I'm willing to take these issues on and be vocal about it because it's important. And, um, you know, and so far it has it has been, it has treated me well. You know, when I was back in the state legislature, I would take on controversial issues similar to this. And I was vilified. I mean, I was totally vilified. I had people calling my office, calling my home from all over the nation. I on one piece of legislation. I was on national media. They were bashing me. And it was at the time, it was horrifying to me. I was just like, it was, it was really depressing. Um, but I knew I was on the right side. And I didn't know politically how that would fall out. I just knew I was doing the right thing. And it's worked, right? So now I'm in Congress. So obviously it's worked. People realize that I stand up for what I believe in and what the majority of my constituents and America believes in because somebody has to do it. And I don't care if I'm vilified. I don't care what names they call me because it's the right thing to do. It sure is. And we thank you for your leadership on this issue. Um, I know that in the current Congress, it probably has very little hope of passing. But what do you hear from your, your friends and colleagues on the state level? Do you think this is something that they might be interested um, in introducing in the Arizona legislature or other state legislatures across the country? Yeah, you know, if it's a Republican majority legislature and a Republican governor, I think they would pass it. If it's a, quite frankly, if it's a Democrat um, a majority legislature and a Democrat governor, they're probably not going to pass it. And I know that sounds very partisan, but it's the way that it is now. It's well, most- I think that that's certainly true at the federal level, but you know, you'd be surprised. There are there are some Democrats. Um, in the state legislatures who have voted uh, to support to preserve women's sports against uh, this type of encroachment by gender ideologues. Um, so one would think that that old school feminists um, would would jump on board, at least at a state and local level where they're not sort of browbeaten by Nancy Pelosi into submission. <laughs> well, you you can hope so, and I hope that's happening. Um, I just, where I see it, it's it's not happening. And as you say, uh, these agency staff people or a administration like President Biden's administration that clearly uh, doesn't wants to confuse the difference between man and woman. 
uh, that they don't get confused. Let's make it clear. And I think that once Republicans take back the majority in the U.S. House of Representatives, we can pass this bill and then we'll see if enough, if the Senate goes back to Republicans, we'll see if we get 60 votes over there to pass it. But I think it needs to be done because there's so much confusion going on right now that it's important that we put in law the definition between a woman and a man and a girl and a boy. Congresswoman Lesko, thank you so much for joining us at, at the bar today and, and giving us your time to talk about this important issue. As you say, like it's it's sad that we even have to have this conversation, you know, um, this this until right about 30 seconds ago in, in the timeline of this country. Right. Uh, this, this was something that we thought we could take for granted. But but um, as 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 we've all seen, unfortunately, we, we can't take that for granted anymore. So um, thank you for your leadership on this issue um, and, and from your colleagues as well for, for actually standing up for the biological differences between the sexes that, as you have said so eloquently today, are so important. Um, but this is this is the end of our, our at the bar. Um, I'm Inez Stepan once again, and uh, my colleague Jennifer Braceris at the Independent Women's Law Center. Um, I just wanted to say one more thing before we sign off. Um, we are actually on, on a related issue on the Title IX regulations that we um, were talking about with, with the Congresswoman, um, the, these Biden administration Title IX regulations that redefine a woman and, and erase, in fact, um, of women from Title IX. We are having a rally for um, women's sports, to keep women's sports actually female. That's on June 23rd at 11 o'clock in the morning um, in, in Freedom Plaza in Washington, D.C. So if you are listening and, and that's something that you're interested in coming out and supporting, um, we we want to make sure that women's sports actually remain female. Uh, seems again like a really basic thing. We shouldn't have to <laughs> we shouldn't have to rally for, but alas, this is where we are. Uh, just thank you again, Congresswoman, for coming on uh, coming on at the bar, and, and uh, thank you for your leadership on this issue. Thank you for everything that you do, and thanks for our to our listeners for tuning in for another episode of At the Bar Conversations at the intersection of law, culture, and politics. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next time.